Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When we started to get this one off the ground, there were a lot of questions. How do you record an episode? How do you get the show into all these podcast apps like Apple, Spotify, and Overcast so people can actually listen to it? I've seen some shows make a bunch of money. How can I? The answer to every one of these questions is simple. Anchor. Anchor's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. It's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use, to the point where you can pull out your phone right now and knock out a solo episode if you wanted to. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means that you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Anchor makes it easy for us to record from wherever, whenever, and not worry about unreasonable subscriptions or limits. It's the easiest platform to get your show on all bigger platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You even get to see how your show is doing per episode by how many listens you've received with Anchor's metrics. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm start to join us and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Now let's get this shit popping. You are now listening to Good, Bad, and Unavailable. I mean, honestly, anybody's better than fucking Drake. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. All right. So, first and foremost, what we're not going to do is have this fucking disrespect on my show. And I can't even speak. I was was like, see what he did in Kentucky Blue? Can we just not talk about it? It was horrible in warm ups. He's Canadian. He was horrible. Oh, wait. Almost, Hold bro. up. I yo, shouldn't say that. Yo, there's some Canadian rappers. <laughs> I was like, Canadian. She, just, she just came for the entire country. My bad. Like, My bad, Canada. Like, all of y'all are just okay. I mean, you know. <laughs> but I shouldn't do that because, you know, the Raptors definitely was balling. So. Yeah. I mean, but you know, them niggas wasn't niggas actually from Canada. But, like, this, like, mad niggas from Canada who actually balled. Or- I mean, I guess. Facts. I'm Facts. sure. I just I feel know. bad for Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. Speaking of which, shout out to the Mambo uh, to the to the, to the Maple oh, Mamba. The Maple, Who's the Maple Mamba? Mamba. So uh the first overall pick by the Knicks this year. Uh I can't maple? think of, I just, Is he light skin? Is that why he maple? No, oh. he's from Canada, so they call him the Maple Mamba. Since, <sighs> since we're since we're talking Kobe, can we go here? Can let's we go. go here? Can we we'll, we'll just call this Kobe outtakes. Where are we Do you going? mind? Let's go. All right, great. Um I just want round table. We'll do it like dope and note, but we'll just randomly just throw out like outtakes, right? First and foremost. Oh Lord. Brandy or Vanessa? Vanessa. Oh, Vanessa. Oh, Vanessa. I haven't fucked that. To this day, one Vanessa. Them, so you you want to know why? Because Vanessa's not fucking cursed. Brandy would have brought that man down. Brandy didn't kill people, literally. And oh yeah, she did kill somebody. Like, shit, you're right. Like, Brandy has not had a good yeah, run. Vanessa. And first of all, Darren, Vanessa. you can talk about a quality of a person not based on the fact that if you fuck them or not. Uh, what do I really have to go off of for Vanessa? Oh no, we're not going there. Vanessa, I, he said it. We're not going. Vanessa, there. Vanessa he said it. I have nothing to go off of. Vanessa stood by him through all that bullshit, which Whether, was bullshit I according mean, to the law. 
it is what it is but the facts the law does not the law doesn't the law didn't say it was bullshit it just said the law said it wasn't enough to prove it so let me but that don't mean that okay but that doesn't mean that something didn't happen who invited darren back and (laughs) i will say like you know i think that it when the lines of consent are blurred I think he got caught up in that where he thought he had consent and he did not. Yeah. And I just it kind of she probably snowballed. shouldn't have been fucking too many people at the same time. It so is that what it means is. Absolutely not. But that doesn't mean nothing, anything, Darren. What does that have to do? Like we're, we're, we're being candid here. But so, my thing is like it really don't matter candid, how don't many people she fucked. If she decided to not fuck him that at that mm-hmm. moment, that's her prerogative. Didn't okay. And he got to respect it. Come. I, I yeah. Okay. So let, let let's Kind of divert from the whole yeah, brand. I don't want to talk about for the sake so of I, I want to. I want to talk specifically more so with like this bonus uh, bonus content about Kobe's parents. We didn't really dive into that with Ooh, this episode. Yeah, because uh, we really need to discuss because low key that's a part of Kobe's legacy that nobody knows about, mm-hmm. and I don't think he was a bad person either. Yeah. So <sighs> Kobe Bean Bryant Bean. That's his actual middle name. Yes. yes. I know. Yes. I just love saying, roll that beautiful bean footage. Did that come from him? He no. admitted <laughs> that if he could change anything about what he did, the one thing he would change would be providing to his family as much as he did. Yeah. I get that. Because of that is the reason why he was so distant from his mom, his mm-hmm. his dad now. But especially his sisters. Yes, Kobe has sisters, mm-hmm. two of them. They became he became a crutch for them. Yeah. yeah. And that kind of tore their relationship all the way apart. But yeah. that is like every moderately successful black like relative like that happens. Like when you become that in your family, if your family is not a family that has a whole bunch of successful people. It happens. People are like, oh, well, you big money now. I need twenty dollars for this. I need. $20 There's for a that. significant <laughs> difference with Kobe. There, there, uh, there is. is a significant difference, but there the is. mechanism is the same. Yeah, but, yes. when you, but people when, will still leech off of you, especially true. when Kobe. What did he start at seventeen? Seventeen. Yeah. Straight out but of high school, signed the deal at seventeen. It should have never got to that point. It should have never. Kobe's father was a former player. Like we're that's not talking about somebody who didn't come, come from a level but of privilege. Piss poor money management. Then exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so I mean, Papa as Bryant a child, off of yeah, Kobe, it's still fucking trash. Which killed the. I mean, it, it's, it's trash. It's, it's horrible. I mean, but but that is a dynamic in a lot of families. Yeah. What now? What I do like, and everybody knows, I had this whole little riff with the whole LeBron thing, especially mm-hmm. because he's a Laker. I like the way LeBron handled his situation. I'm not going to give you money. I'm going to put you in a position where you can continue to make money. Mm-hmm. He put all of them on mm-hmm. Maverick, all of them. Yeah, fuck that. But You're going you, to make money. I mean, and that's great that LeBron had that foresight. But you can't expect that from like you can't expect that from every 17 year old who well, I mean, comes into about, a ridiculous amount of money. We're talking about a 17 year old back in 1996. 
Fuck yeah. no. Exactly. That's Fuck what I'm saying. No. Like, so you I can't, can't really compare the two. I can't compare the two. You can't compare the two. Yeah. But I'm glad that LeBron Probably learned, learned from that mistake. From that mistake. He probably did see LeBron. I'm, I'm glad that he learned from that yeah. mistake. And I, and I do. And I respect him for that. I mean, you know, I really... If people you know, don't I like just, man, I, I wish I, I was on his team. Like, hey, hey, bro, you need somebody. Do. I you, don't have no problem with LeBron. And I mean, regardless of if my parents have money and now maybe they don't, I don't see a situation in which if i come into a boatload of money i can look my close family members and i be like nah especially at 17 not at 17 not even at 21 i can't see him not really being like nah not in the way that black people are raised no yeah we're (laughs) raised to you know you got to take care of your family I struggle so you can get here. Here, so now, where's my kickback? Where's my soul? You were doing what the fuck you were supposed to do. So I was about to get into this shit, and I'm, I'm, my family thought I was the worst person in the world for saying this shit. But in general, my general opinion towards parents is that your children don't owe you shit. Can we talk? Let's talk. Can we talk? Let's talk. Because I'm right there with them. Your children literally do not owe you shit. No. Can we talk? Like. Because you did your job as not, a fucking not even, parent. Not even that. Not even that's not even the base layer of it. That's not even the foundation level of it. Somebody up here, please tell me which child asked to be here. Yeah, facts. Facts. Like children can never be somebody's crutch. You decided to that you that you decided either by purpose or by poor planning that you were going to bring another life in this world. Why does that child owe you shit? Facts. Facts. But the thing is, honestly, all of us, like, I don't know how, like, they, how, like, your parents were, but I feel like the four of us, at least, out, you know, outside of day, like, we've had a situation where our parents have attempted to control our adult lives, where we don't really know, like, how to tell them, like, it was okay until we were 18. And we need you in certain instances, but we, no longer need you to take completely over yeah. i think my, yeah. it, that was a struggle with me and my mom when i was coming into but i think me moving away and real like and she was like i got mm-hmm. this like i will surround myself with good people i ain't gonna end up in a dead ditch somewhere she has and me moving back home as a fully grown adult <laughs> mm-hmm. has really kind of understood like our relationship had to evolve as parents and child because i'm not a child anymore i'm an adult so i'm always going to give you the reverence as my parent exactly but i am also still my own adult person yeah so there's certain things that you just i'm just going to do because that's what i want to do i'm going to take what you said because like at least for me with my father my father he holds to this day like three things that he's done for me my entire life over my head i'm like, I'm oh, like that too. Yeah. i'm like nigga that's that was your job but like that, you had to do that my thing is it wasn't even his job like i had a mom i had a dad you chose that but at the same time like i didn't choose it for you it's something yeah. that you took it as like if i do this i know i'm gonna hold it over his head but i'm like okay that was high school that was middle school now we're adults and like we can literally talk at a parent level or as a you know, basically a man to man. I don't think I've ever had that conversation with either one of my parents as an adult to be like, hey, I'm an adult. You're an adult. Let's talk there. Because whenever we try to have those conversations, it's more so like two adults talking, but they 
always reverted to being, I'm your parent. So mm-hmm. it's like, we met eye to eye and then it's like, oh, well, no, like we're eye to eye, but still I'm here when they're wrong. though, it's never a situation where yeah. when we are having that conversation, the moment that we start talking about the things that they've done wrong their entire lives or our entire lives, rather they revert to, oh, well, I'm your parent and you can't talk to me this way or I'm your parent and I did this because I, you know, yeah. saw your best interest. I've, so yeah. I wanted I wanted to tie it into I'm a, a question. I'm oh. a dickhead. I'm, 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 a tie in, I'm a tie it into a question and then everybody no can... No one is questioning. No, yeah, everybody can go into it because yeah. I feel like this question kind of wraps into everybody. So the question more so, let me see, is how do you approach a parent with knowledge that they never had i'll go first because it's it's it hits home with me just like greg's mentioned my father really was not around at all i didn't meet my dad until i was 16 i mean i I knew the nigga i knew he existed but i didn't know until i was 16 um I let him know at that point forward, like, nigga, you are not my father. Like, yeah, you birthed me. Yeah, you provided what was needed to create me. But you can't tell me shit, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm not even, when I met him, I mean, my dad's in Chicago. And shout out, we have a way better relationship now at 32 than we did at 16. Yeah. But at that point in time, at 16, being a young African-American male, from Washington, D.C., he couldn't tell me shit. Fuck you, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm here because of my siblings. I'm not here because of you. Don't tell me shit. Don't try to, oh, you need to do this. No, nah, no, nah, fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck you. What set in for me was when I hit 24 and I had a daughter, I was like, well, damn, I probably do need this nigga's help. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. He didn't father me, but he fathered my siblings. Yeah. So how did you go about doing that? Mm-hmm. That's where our relationship changed. Um, as far as addressing him trying to father me, I it, I did it that early, mm-hmm. and he realized that I wasn't for the shit. Yeah. He was like, "All right, well, let me let me let me step back. I wasn't there. You have a point." So I actually credit him for being understanding. To the fact that I was old enough to know, you know, you you weren't here. So let me ask you, how do you give a man or more so a parent responsibility over something that's your responsibility when they never had responsibility for you? Well, what do you mean? So, like, you have a child. You have a dog. You have a cat. You, you have something that okay. is yours. Yeah. How do you give someone that responsibility when they were never responsible for something that they were like for you would never because i mean my mom has she has her whole grandchildren's lives planned out where she's going to be taking them to paris and shit Mm -hmm. and i'm like nah if it's still burning but um like she wants to be like this living nanny like maud i'm like what anyway so i'm like you never took me to paris but you want to take these little crumb statues Mm -hmm. bet but um my father, I don't think I would let him have my kids by himself because I know they'd be carted off to like my aunts or something. Yeah. Like they would not be with him. So I 
you just gotta know your family but you know that's the thing like you you know yeah and if you don't feel comfortable you gotta listen to that voice that's not feeling comfortable because it's for a reason whether it's the apprehension because they weren't there Mm -hmm. but they have to prove that to you because like at the end of the day that's still your child or your thing like and they have to prove that they're going to have that same care and concern that you have and if they don't have that if they don't prove that to you it's not your job to make to make them comfortable in that yeah i think about this a lot uh because now that i am an adult i don't have any kids yet but i'm thinking about like what does my life look like when I have kids? How do I want to, I think everybody in our age group has talked about how do they want to raise their kid that's different in a way that their parents raise them. My kids are going to be the hippiest, dippiest kids ever. Yes. But (laughs) (laughs) you already know. Like I'm thinking of like the positive words of affirmation. Like I want to use in my household. And like, I'm even thinking about like F when I was, younger and people talked about like getting beat i was like i got beat and i'm fine you be Mm -hmm. fine and now i'm thinking like Mm -hmm. do i want to beat my kids controversial black subject Mm -hmm. like is that something like i want to do i saw um talk your shit i follow this this uh family on twitter uh i'm not gonna shout you out because i don't remember your name um (laughs) but essentially she she posted a video the other day they have a like a two-year-old or something and she pretty much posted this really cute video and it was like when you when your toddler is way too quiet oh yeah i saw that video and the the baby is so adorable and he you know he's playing with the toilet paper so her whole hallway is full of toilet paper which he's you're he's too like he's curious he's like mommy pulls this down all the time what is this it hasn't he hasn't hurt himself he hasn't harmed anybody else Mm -hmm. you know you clean up the toilet paper you lost 50 cents on a roll it's fine and i think somebody in her comments just said like lol that boy is bad Mm -hmm. and she was like don't call my son bad he's curious Mm -hmm. he's too like he has done nothing wrong don't call my child bad we don't use that language in mm-hmm. the house and i Beautiful. think about all of like the words that were used around like me because mm-hmm. like oh don't be fast oh yeah mm-hmm. like that was this oh i got trauma around fast yeah. <laughs> but yeah. like you know don't be fast don't or, be like, doing this don't wear shorts don't right things that were told to us that weren't explained to us and like even i have three nephews and we always laugh because um my brother-in-law's father is jamaican and we always laugh because he was like, those boys are bad. And like, we <laughs> laugh and we tell the boys that. But then I'm thinking like, like they've grown up to be, I think the words that you use around them, as long as you also have a supportive family, they don't right. really hit you as hard, but you can definitely see the trauma from people who were told these things about them yeah. from a very young age, but also didn't have the added layer of, oh, that's a joke and we're family and we still love you anyway. But like, I've just been thinking about all of those things that I want to instill in my children and I don't know. I'm not beating my kids. If I go to my parents and be like, all right, when I drop them off, like, they don't watch TV. They read books. They mm-hmm. do this. They get, you know, situated time and, and all of these other you things. Don't call them this. And I I don't, I do and I feel like it, but I feel like my mom's going to be But like, if you have a okay. supportive partner to, like, back you up. Because my mom was that mom. Like, whenever I, I would spend my summers in North Carolina with my father's family, and my mother was very adamant about me getting on par with like math because I was a product, very early product, and then she took me out of PG County School. So, 
Math has always been Smart not my strong suit. So during the summertime, she would make me, she would, she would buy me math books and I would have to mail her like five pages a week. Mm-hmm. And like she would call and read me out. So like, and my grandparents knew like she, she bought the envelopes, bought the books, bought the stamps. There was nothing they had to do but take me or put it in the mailbox and make yeah, sure exactly. that it got there on Friday. Yeah. Like, Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of also having that open communication. Like as you're gestating with the baby, you're like, listen, this is what this shit is about to yep. be about. Cause my mom raised me very differently from how she was raised. And she mm-hmm. was like, there were certain things my grandmother said to me that my mom was trying to say to you that I was not going to let her say, because I didn't want you to have to deal with that shit that I had to deal with. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, me and my mother are very similar, but we are very different because she's an extrovert and I am not. <laughs> This lady so. will find st- friends and strangers everywhere. I do not, but she is also very forward thinking. Mm-hmm. And um, she was like, you know, when I had you, I had to really sit back and think about how I wanted to raise you. And I was terrified of that because it was like, what do I imprint on my child to make sure that she is as covered and protected and loved that I can give her because I know this world is going to chew her up and spit her out. Mm -hmm. And it came to a head when I like graduated college the first time and I couldn't find a job. And I was just like, I did everything I was supposed to do. I went to school. Where's the fucking job that everyone says you're Mm -hmm. supposed to get? And she was like, you know, I'm sorry that I didn't prepare you for this part of your life because no one talks about that gap. And she's like, and I had this gap. Granted, it wasn't as severe as yours, but it was there and I was uncomfortable and I wasn't making money when I got my first job. And I'm sorry that I didn't prepare you for that. And I was like, wow, that's a lot of growth for you to apologize to your child for a circumstance that you had nothing to do with. It was just a recession. I just came out at a horrible time. The fact that she apologized to you is so strong. Oh yeah. My, my mother is, (laughs) there's certain things I wouldn't do, but how she raised me, was very um i won't say diplomatic but it was just like even though i did get beat it took a very long i can count on one hand how many times i got beat by both my parents Mm -hmm. because i just wasn't that child but they also was like all right so this is what's gonna happen we're gonna have a pre-beating conference Mm-hmm. A Not post-beating a conference yeah. and you gotta write an essay I'm about why this reason what you did was right. stupid so it was like a lot of work for me to get in trouble so I, I just was like you gonna tell me yeah. why I beat your ass nigga I'm not about to get into this cause nah. I don't feel yeah. like writing a motherfucking essay like that was <laughs> like half the reason why I was a kid I mean a good kid cause no. I'm like nigga I'm gonna have homework on top of my homework if I do something like yeah. she would make me write or read book like I would have book reports to do like mm-hmm. those were my punishments like but look, to, to speak to Dave's point, um, I appreciate my parents mm-hmm. now. Yeah. But it takes growth and time to get there my, sometimes. My mom and my dad are both understanding of what I'm doing with my children. Now, granted, my son is only three months old, so I'm not really doing much with his ass except mm-hmm. for trying Smiling. to make a sport, right? But <laughs> you can't daughter, spoil a baby. My my daughter is You cannot spoil a baby. <laughs> She she's right. different. Like my daughter yeah. is different. My daughter is not that little girl that you know wants to be uh, adventurous and, and and out here in the world. Mm-hmm. My daughter reads. That's literally what she wants to do. 
I love it. She wants to go to the store, and when we're in the store, she picks up a fucking book and says, Daddy, I want this one. So when it came came down to Christmas, (laughs) my dad's like, all right, well, you know, I I, I got all the other grandkids something for Christmas. What does Aaliyah want? I don't know. Dad, ask Aaliyah what she wants. Oh, well, I want, I, I like to read such and such book. My dad, she wants a book for Christmas? Nigga, that's what she told you. What the fuck she wanted for Christmas? Exactly. Like, <laughs> Hello. That's, I mean, that's what she, she said. She's a fucking eight year old. Like she can tell exactly. you what she wants. My dad well, I I just don't feel like boy. buying her a book for Christmas is a, it's a good enough Christmas gift. And that's what well, she, she wants. She asked you for a fucking book. Dad. Exactly. Like it. <laughs> yeah. Like she buy her a book. That's what she. And wanted. he bought her a book, and her don't fucking do, like, face lit it. up. That's yeah. Cool. I, I took her picture, and I was like, "See, look, this is what happens. Like, you have to understand." This is her. She's different. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She's she's not like you know the other grandkids. Now, granted, yeah. I have fucking seven nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. They're all different in their own way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My child is the one that gravitates towards reading. Yeah. Exactly. That's what she wants to do. So I appreciate him for accepting that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not pushing back. Like, no, I'm not gonna buy her a book. I'm gonna yeah. give her this. Or I got my I got my other granddaughter some slime for Christmas. I'm gonna get her slime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You bought her a book and look what happened. Right. Mm-hmm. You made Look what happen. happened. You're enriching yeah. your grandchildren. But right. it's what she wanted. Don't be like my parents. My dad, I told him I didn't want a Furby. What did he give me? A Furby. And I threw that shit slam in the trash. Let me tell you why. It's Not because crazy. I was ungrateful. That shit, first of all, fuck them things the to this day. Shit. They're creepy as shit. I hated them. I hated gremlins. I hated that whole shit. He got me something that looks like a motherfucking gremlin, but I had taken the batteries out of it because it kept talking. And one night, when the batteries were definitely out, that shit turned back on. And at that point, I threw it in the trash. Oh, you had Google in the Furby. I was like, nigga, <laughs> nope, not today. Not today, Satan. I'm sorry. You should have never said that, Greg. You know they're going to fuck around and bring all of them shits back with Siri and all they that shit. They bought Furby back a couple years ago. They no, did. but they're going to build it back with Alexa built in. Nah, yeah. they don't need to because that shit was already like recording and repeating state secrets. Because I don't remember if y'all remember that they were banned from like government buildings. Mm-hmm. I was like, nigga, why are y'all taking Furbies into the office? First of all, no, people, people do that shit. Yeah. I've seen people in my office that have like, like the, beanie babies and stuff. Well, that's like, like I got mad. Item. I got mad toys at my desk, but I mean, that's the nature but of my you, job. Yeah, that's different. But it's you. Like, nah, this is not. Well, it's me and everybody. Else you don't work at the Department of Defense. Nah, that's true. I do have a Godiva lady at my office. Okay, though. that's different. She, that's chocolate. Like, that's a that's a religion. No, no, no. no a Godiva no. lady. Like she's a Godiva lady. Like, what does that literally, mean? Like the, like the coffee. No, like the the, the shop, chocolate? the chocolate she of just, Godiva. She just she buys it every week. Does she, she has, eat it? She has Godiva coffee. But does she, she eat has, it? She eats it okay, all that's day. Fine. No, eating it is one thing, but the she coffee the and everything. No, Godiva her, coffee her, is her good enti- though. Her entire desk is that's nothing but Godiva. So. But, Okay. Like, I'm trying to find the problem with this, but head, I'm also my head a is fucked up lover. because I I know you're saying Godiva, but I keep hearing cadavers, and it's really fucking with my head. Right she's, she's a desk full of cadavers. <laughs> she's a desk full of dead, right? Hey, Eric, just the devil is not welcome on the back, here. A couple fingers, <laughs> so, some heart, some lungs. You so, e, you were the one person who didn't have a comment regarding all of our topics about parenthood and whatnot. Because I don't talk with my family. Okay. Yeah. You Damn. know, and it's 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 awkward because it's like <laughs> I'm actually like 
the historian for like my family when yeah. it comes to like family reunions and shit. Mm-hmm. Like that's like family's important, but like I don't talk so much about just dynamics because at some point I just kind of realized like when it when you're t- when you're coming coming up with that idea of you know how do you want to eventually be a parent? You have that situation of like you gotta ha- kind of like take the good and throw out the bad the bad with the bad for it. This is like yeah. And some of y'all heard me talk about it in pieces, but I, yeah. there's no, there's absolutely no way. Like I'm, I made a choice that I'm going to be better about my relationship with my mother. Mm-hmm. But I'll I'll say it like this: my mother's love language of how she gives love mm-hmm. has never fit with my love languages or how I feel love. Yeah, how you receive it? No, oh, yeah, yeah, how I receive it. So. Yeah. And that and that's hard. To, yeah, yeah, and like that's a conversation people don't even have like into, with all in their own like, actual like intimate relationships. But there's books. Them niggas have made a book mm-hmm. for everything. They got family love languages. But the thing yeah. is, you no, could I'm, read that book, but that. the parents never do. No, I'm not even talking about that. Though. I mean, I, for like, yourself, and when you are about to have your progeny, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm talking I'm to sorry. him. I was just saying. I was like, but when I get to that, like for me, it's like it's awkward because there's layers to it and everybody has layers to their shit or onions i've literally i've questioned if my mother actually wanted me because of who my dad is Mm -hmm. right mind you my parents were married but there's things that i learned while i was an adult Mm -hmm. that influenced that so for me it's just one of those things where it's like well what was your mother good at Mm -hmm. my mother was an excellent provider it's not typical a lot of people, what a lot of people may actually say, but my mother was a good provider. Mm-hmm. My mother had a master's degree in the eighties. So for somebody who was born in eighty nine, the fact that my mother had a master's degree before I even existed, that yeah. wasn't even normal during that time period. Right? Exactly. So you know, my mother worked, mm-hmm. and that was her thing. You know, my dad is actually the one who was the more emotionally cognizant. Mm-hmm parent yeah so i gravitated to my dad because mm-hmm. it was it was now that being said because of my mother and my grandmothers and my great-grandmothers and i've met all of them yeah um i can't date a woman who doesn't have a job and doesn't and can't hold down like her own and make her own money and yeah because that's what you know bag. that's all i know right yeah. and i said it with my mom so it's like you know in this unfair like what like one of my i have a superficial thing that i can't let go when it comes to relationships mm. i don't date women who don't have degrees yeah but that's not superficial that's honestly something you're accustomed to no because it is it, it, I'm saying, i mean it could be both yeah and you know it's saying? also living in this area like we that live is true. in an absolutely. area of black absolutely. excellence absolutely but i mean you, i'm saying I, like i could be in an area like that but if i i was in north carolina yeah i'm I came across a woman who was like, oh, yeah, I went to high school and I got a cosmetology license and I'm doing good. And I'm still like, okay, that's cool. You all right. But, <laughs> but you also were raised in this area. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I'm so, like, saying. when you went down there, your, your presets were already kind of cemented. Oh, yeah. Because, like, here, like, you know how niggas be like, oh, you know, this nigga's a doctor. I'm like, that's my friend's dad. Like, yeah. That's not, I mean, it's impressive and yes, it's great, but it's just like, these there's like five of these niggas like down the street like i mean but i, I think it's funny because like the world is big and the world is small at the same time mm-hmm. like like my dad when he got remarried my life experience 
was way different than theirs and we grew up in the same area mm-hmm. yeah. so i mean like even with that like i mean your individual experience is going to be different right well, well like, so like prime example like my step i had a stepbrother who was like a year older than me mm. he had never seen the air and space museum mm. i was just like i didn't know anybody who had never seen the air and space museum like, that was like the quintessential i was there central. every weekend that yeah. was like the regular central like that's the regular everything. like dc nigga yeah. as a kid and that's like the that was the best field trip exactly Sorry. I'm sorry, DCP public schools weren't going on field trips, but I never went to public school. So, yeah. so like, I look at my mom like, okay, you know what? There's experiences that I had that people didn't have, and that's cool. Exactly. Now, my mother is not motherly. Do I wish she was motherly? Yeah. Do I wish that I got I got raised like I saw her, her raise her other children? Mm-hmm. Yes. And that also impacts it too. But yeah. like, you just kind of like, I don't talk too much because it's just like. I got to a point where I just made peace with it. She's never going to be who I want her to be. Yeah. Yeah. And that's important is realizing who your parents are. Thank mm-hmm. you. Exactly. You got that. I had that realization in therapy. Like, you know, mm-hmm. my father is as flawed and as complicated as I am. And I have to give him grace for that, even though it puts him in a position where he cannot be what I would like him to be for me. Mm-hmm. You know, this one last point. The wild shit about it is because, like, when we're kids... We thought about our parents at our current ages as if like they had shit figured out. Them niggas was fucking had, up, and so it, it, it you have to give them grace because now it's like, oh shit, yeah, they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Not a guy. So, That's what I was gonna say, is Eric. The most satisfying thing that I've ever heard in my adulthood, and granted, I'm only 32, so I haven't been an adult that long. The most satisfying thing I've heard in my adulthood. Is to hear from my mom that I am better off now at 32 than she was at 32. Yeah, I think it's important. I mean, and as we grow and we get older, we start to realize, like, even with all of the things that happened in our childhood, like our parents, I think they, they really did the best they could do with what they had Absolutely. and with ex- what experiences Absolutely. Yeah. they had. Cause my father, he didn't have a degree. He um he went through he went the certification route. My dad was mm-hmm. like a software engineer for a very long time, but his parents never had more than third grade education, mm-hmm. and they ran a whole trucking company mm-hmm. on that third grade education, raising seven kids. So so mm-hmm. think about it. Put it in perspective. Third grade education, trucking company. Your dad certifications did what he had to do. Look where you are. Yeah. As a parent. That's your whole goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want you to be a step above what I was able to do. So I said, my kids will take over the world, yo. Yeah. Take it away from fucking 45, Fact. please. Listen, these kids, once they get this herb, everything's getting as fucked up. As long as they stay away from them kids who's the children of anti-vaxxers and people who don't wash their hands. Oh, well, my kids will talk be vaxxed. And they will not be around those kids. So. All right. So, Sorry. in closing. What I want y'all to do is, you know, obviously, you know, give your social medias, but give one thing that you hope to improve on as a person in 2020. I'll go. As a person in 2020, I hope to improve on my patience. I'm a very impatient person. Um, but with a newborn, I have to you know, get back into that 
shit ain't gonna happen the way you want it to happen just nope. yet. Nope. That is his so, time. Nope. Nopesies. Social media at they call me banks on everything that matters. Uh, in 2020, fresh out of therapy from the other day, I am actively working on uh, accepting and not deflecting, um, owning my shit and being proud of it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at one too many frogs. That's O N E, the number two. I need to do that too. Uh, many frogs. <laughs> um, me personally, I am working on positivity. Um, being less negative. Couch. Um, yeah, my theme for 2020 is just to be positive. Like, there's so much good that's going on in the world that is I ne- that honestly that I don't ever see. January can like 2020 can chill. Like, girl, you literally yeah. just got here and you already fucking up like half the world. Yeah, like, that, that's what? that's true. But for me, for me personally, like, well, that's good. I'm seeing the forest for the trees, and more good. importantly, like. I'm enjoying just As like being in the box that I put myself in. I mean, you you've put yourself in a very nice box. Yeah. So you should enjoy uh, it. Yeah, I'm I'm just happy to be happy. It's a nice and shiny box. Yeah. So And you should be happy. It's so, shit. Hopefully like Everybody else's 2020 is as positive as I'm hoping that 2020 will be. Oh. I'll oh. pass it to you. Oh, okay. Well, real simple um real D's move and in, in silence like lasagna. Nigga no and the reason i say that is because i got goals but i manifest them in the way that i feel feel secure manifesting them and sometimes you can't let everybody know what you're doing because sometimes people around you even if they're not purpose to are distractions from you getting where you got to get to message so real deep moving in silence like design (laughs) we'll take it one day Eric is just going to answer a question without an antidote. No, I mean, that's not going to happen. We've only been antidotes, cure sicknesses, anecdotes. Well, actually, oh, whoa, well, that's I. Um, what am I working on? Um, uh, I am working on being vulnerable and being a better partner to people. When I get to that point, because I am not a vulnerable person, I don't like talking about my feelings. I don't talk about that shit. I talk about it to y'all, but I trust y'all. Like we have built a relationship where I feel safe to do those things. Yeah. When it comes to my intimate relationships, I'm trying to work on picking better partners that make me feel safe because I don't feel safe really. Yeah. Being vulnerable with them. Yeah. And it causes a strain because you know if you can't talk to niggas like and then why you here? Yeah. So can I alter yours? I don't think you have an issue being vulnerable. I just want you to find the right partner. No, I do. Because I don't... It took me a very long time to even talk, like, with my mom, like, in those relationships, like, with did her. Did you feel safe with your mother? Not for a while, no. So, I feel like we see the root cause. This is about to be a whole therapist. But it's not even that. Like, it's... Me and my therapist have talked about it. She's like, yeah, you know, you're doing good. I have had some vulnerable moments this hold year. On, hold on. I got one thing to say, though. Yeah, in the middle of her thought. No, because like I mean, in the middle, because in, in if it's not you, it's cute. It was the middle of her thought. But he was, wakes up to but, cut me off. But, but 
But I, I just Spit wanted to say that you can find me on all social media at Mad Dabber. Oh, wow. So, Wes, back to your emotions. Um, yeah, so I'm going to work on being better about and also putting myself out there because I don't. So, if I want to find a partner, I kind of have to be up to find a partner. So, yeah. You know you, but I don't feel like you have intimacy issues. I do. Okay. This bam bam, the anti-hero. Oh my god! Do not follow Eric unless you um, want to hear him talk about his woman some more. That's what all you he's doing. Um, ass for that, by the way. Hmm? Pure ass. I mean, yeah. Pure ass. Uh, you can find me at, at what's lovely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the reason why I said that before he like completely distracted my thought as to why my 2020 is focused on that is because I realized that I put. Whatever I set my mind to professionally, educationally, it gets done. It doesn't fucking matter. But for some reason, I pull back when it comes to relationships because I feel like I have to wait on that other person. So I'm not going to wait. You struggle with emotionally unavailable people because you yourself are emotionally unavailable? I am not emotionally unavailable. I attract those people because those are how love was presented in my life. Oh. Yeah. Excuse me. Everybody... Have their oh at West Lovely on the on the things we have. All right, so until what next Next week? Um, we'll see y'all. Oh, also there will be no episode February thirteenth, fourteenth, Valentine's Day. Um, I hope you got a boo. If you don't have a boo, um, don't have a Valentine's, but go see the photograph. Yeah, go somewhere haunted and then get a boo. Yes, haunted boos. Boo. Bro. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, we gotta go. We'll see ya. <laughs>